This is episode number 80 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in this episode, we continue with part two of our discussion about our land. It is our inheritance, something that Yahweh has entrusted to us. It's a part of our covenant between our ancestor, Avraham, and Yahweh or Yahweh himself. So Hebrews in Exile, we got an action-packed episode for you. Oh, this said pract? I think I said pract. <laughs> but anyway, Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. You finish it. You're my light. You're a creation. You make everything right. This is Sean Appleton and Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. And this is Hebrews in exile. We got to switch it up for you guys. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know... Sean, we, um, I say this almost every time we sit down. Mm-hmm. We sit at these mics every week with one thing in mind. And that's hopefully that we are reaching Hebrew Israelites in exile. Absolutely. Main goal. And yep. that we're reaching people who have become disenchanted with Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I was looking on my Facebook page, and I've got all these people who want to be my friend that I don't know who the heck they are. I want to be your friend. And you know what? (laughs) 98% 98% of them are Christian and I'm 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 it's hard I, and and I keep asking the most high says mm-hmm. you know yeah how do I break the news to these people <laughs> that I am Hebraic I've ho- told them I was Hebraic but okay. they don't get it and uh, I keep getting all of this Christian narrative Wow, you know what? You know, God's go ahead. Go ahead. God's gonna do great things for you. Your life is gonna is gonna spring open, and new things are gonna happen. And I want to say, I want to say, okay. You know, like I can't, I can't, I can't say what I want to say. Why not? Cause I can't. They saying what they want to say. Yeah, but I can't say what I want to say. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> I, 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 I see where you're going with that one. I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> you know, uh, stop this tomfoolishness. <laughs> you know, and then I want to say, I, I think what I'm going to do the next time, I'm going to say, which God spoke to you? Yeah, and told you to tell me that. And told me to told you to tell me that. You which, know, because when you mentioned that, you know what, there was, when we were back across the street, there's a person that uh, there's a famous uh, a passage of, of text where um, this individual, where the sheet came down, and the issue, the issue was, was he didn't want to go speak to these individuals, and he had a dream. Yeah. And everybody likes to use that dream for the, their justification of eating whatever they want to eat. But the real issue in the text was the fact that he didn't want to go talk to these people yeah. because of who they were. Because who they were. Right. And, yeah. and I'm, 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 as soon as you said that, my mind drew, drew back to this. I said, well, listen, I'm, you know, and, and yes, Yahoo said, speak loud and, and spare, spare not. them not. You know, and so just as a segue into the, into the nice discussion, the Most High said, engage them sure. 
engage them in the conversation that they've presented. Yeah, there you go. Win them from where, where they are. Yeah. Listen, we started talking about the land. Yes, yes. And it's important for our people to understand a clear textual thought. Mm-hmm. You've got to get it out of your head that you're not going to be redeemed or resurrected in heaven. Mm-hmm. True. This is true. Not going to happen. And I, I was trying to remember the text in Psalms the last time that we talked about this. And I thought it was 120, but it's 115 uh, Mm. and verse number 16. Okay. And it says that heaven, the Shemayim, Hebraically, heaven, the Shemayim, belongs to Yahweh. Right. But the Eretz, earth, the Eretz, he has given to humankind. Yeah, to mankind. There There is absolutely no scriptorial text that places any individual of fleshly content, whether it's in this world or the world to come, into the Shemayim, the heaven. There's no no text that does that. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, you can query all of the text between, like you eloquently say, between uh, uh, Bereshit and Malachi or, Chron- or Chronicles, and you will always hear the same narrative being preached the same over and over again, which and, is land, land, land. And if you're going to use the text about Elisha, who was taken up into a whirlwind. Or even Enoch. Yeah, or Enoch. Mm-hmm. It just says they was taken up, but doesn't tell you where they went. Right. So if you, if you put an assumption on it, mm-hmm. you assume that it's, yeah. that it's in the Shemayim in the heavens. Right. But the text doesn't say that. Right. The Most High. Now, in that same context, Most High took Mashe's body, and to this day, nobody knows where he's buried. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm correct in my, in remembering. When mm-hmm. Mashe died. On the mount. On the mountain. Right. On Nebo. I could be wrong. I don't remember. I don't, I, you know what? Go on ahead. I'm going to go, I'm going to anyway, fact check it. But anyway. The, the point that I'm making here is that we are talking about land and trying to help our people to understand that text. And remember, we are purists. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to spiritualize anything to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. You die, you go into the dust. Your body goes back to dust. The only thing that remains of who you are is your intangible, non-touchable soul yeah, or spirit. 
and and I have it. You, I, I knew you, I knew you'd find it. I have it, and literally, just what you mentioned is just a hair off. So what it says, we're in. Uh, and again, I appreciate this, just the tone of where we're at because we have to stay in text. We don't spiritualize text. We read it for what it is because that's what the Most High has prescribed for us. And Do, he said, don't add to it and don't take, don't away, take from away from it. Don't take away from it. That's a, that's a mitzvot. Is that a mitzvot? That's a mitzvot. Okay, all right. We're so, gonna, matter of fact, we're probably going to hear it tonight. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Devarim chapter 34, very last chapter, verse 5. It says, so Moshe, the servant of Yahweh, died there in the land of Moab. As Yahweh had said, he was buried in the valley across from Biet Peor in the land of Moab, but to this day, no one knows where his grave is. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. See? Look at all that wisdom over there. Ah. You got all them wisdom streaks in that beard. Mm. <laughs> now, we summarized, you summarized for me where the land of Canaan, where the land that flows with milk and honey, the land that the Most High gave to Hebrew Israel, you kind of summarized yeah. in our last podcast where that is and the, and the condition and state that it's in to this very day. To this very day, yeah. Scripture, scripture true, proves to be true. And so please understand that there's two places that you're not going to get redeemed to. You're not gonna get redeemed to heaven. That's one. And you're not gonna get redeemed to Disney Israel. That's two. Now, you all know I call what the Oxenazis call Israel, I call that Disney, Disney Israel, yeah. because there's nothing in it that is true to text. Mm -hmm. even, even if you want to celebrate Jesus Christ, there's nothing there still that holds true to text. Mm -hmm. You go on a tour, this is, the, this is the tomb. No, it's not. No, it is not. Even if it was, it's not. Mm -hmm. So we have to be clear. And, you know, I, I have a, you know, you, you know, I have a motto. Ah, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And that model is? You have several, so I'm not going to fumble over What's it. my master model? What, truth matters? Truth matters. All right, I got it. Ding, 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 ding. What do I win, Johnny? <laughs> truth matters. And the interesting thing about truth is truth is in, a, in combat with error. Sure. And because our people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge or the want of it, error in this Eretz land that we live in seems to be winning. It's popular. Popular. Yeah. yeah. The popular opinion is error. Yeah, apathy and 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 mistruths are easy to to acquiesce to. Now, there's something over in the Greek text that says all liars mm -hmm. will have their part in a place that doesn't exist. Right. 
called the lake of fire. Kind of, yeah. No that, lake of fire. Yeah, that don't exist either. That doesn't exist either. So, that, yeah, that's that's a great point to make because if you're not going to, to, to heaven, then don't expect there to be a hell either. No. No. I, I know you all. I know. We're, we're, I know. You say, these guys are off the doggone planet somewhere. They, I, don't, I don't know where they are. No, no, we're, we're, we're in text. You see? That's right. Scripture, that is, from Bereshit, Genesis, to Second Chronicles, Hebraically, Malachi, not non-Hebraically, is the compendium of scriptorial text. Mm -hmm. Nowhere, absolutely not one, not one line of text between Bereshit Genesis and the end of what y'all call the Old Testament, is there any narrative that speaks about a hell, mm -hmm. a devil, a lake of fire, and or as we're talking about, going to heaven. Yeah, and for those smarty pants out there that want to use Job and say, oh, the adversary is Hasatan, that's, you need to go reread that again. And also let me get you also too, if you're thinking that that serpent that was in, in the garden was the devil, that is not correct. You need to actually read and stop listening to them charlatans in front of you because if you read the text, it says it was a serpent. That it didn't say the devil showed up anywhere. The yeah, devil's and, not even and, in and, that. And, and you know, we, we got... Come on, you there. <laughs> you have to be clear in understanding. I'm going to ask this question that I ask all the time. Who told you that? Exactly. Did, did Mashe, the Most High's astute prophet, who he said there is never a prophet like Mashe who happened to be a melanated man, did he say that? Yep. Uh, did any of the prophets say that, who are also all melanated men? Did they say that? So, all this stuff that's running around in the cranium of your minds about this guy called Jesus Christ, and I'm at a point now where I'm asking, I got to ask which one, the white one or the black one? Right, exactly. Because y'all, come on now, y'all yeah. know good and well. <laughs> oh, come on. The white folks ain't worshiping no black Jesus. Yeah. The moment you get up there in front of everybody, let Joe Osteen, hi, y'all, we gonna worship this man over here. And he happens to be a melanated man. You will see a mass exodus, exodus up out of that church. So, the question <laughs> comes back to, as we talk about <clears throat> matriculating back into the land, <clears throat> who told you that you were going to heaven? Who told you there was a lake of fire? Mm -hmm. Who told you there was a devil? Listen, it was not your melanated Hebrew Israelite servants called to serve at the behest of the Most High. None of them said that. Mm. No, so, zero. With that in mind, Y'all have gravitated to, uh, can I say it? 
Sure you can. Y'all have gravitated to a Eurocentric, I don't like to use the terminology. I really don't. But I have to for the sake of understanding. You gravitated to a Eurocentric white religion. Agreed. And this is the travesty of our of our people is because even when you present the issue to them and say, all right, you've gravitated to this text even shows that we have a pattern of following after other nations and what other nations are doing. But what's really most egregious to me in this day and age is the kind of coming to the understanding of that every other culture has a Elohim that looks like them. Even if we were to believe in a, in a, in a, in a God that worked, that, that walked around on the earth, if you are of a Mexican descent, you can say the gods of the Mexicans, the Aztecs, look like them. You could say that if you're Asian and you have that persuasion, and that rhymed, I went did that on purpose, um, their Elohim or God looks like them. Buddha, Buddha looks like like them, but I'm gonna tell you they're not too far removed because Buddha got them balls up in his head, them little nappy balls up there. His hair ain't straight like them, so I don't think they're too far removed from where they need to be. But my point is with all this is then when you present to the melanated man that your Elohim, even if you presented to him and said that your Jesus is black, it's difficult for them to acquiesce to that. And that's sad because every other culture has something that looks like them, but you want to be like somebody else. Just piggybacking on what you're saying. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I, I didn't bring it with me. And I, you know, I, like, you know, I, I forget where stuff is. Mm. I know it, but I forget where stuff is. Mm-hmm. Over there in that Greek text in the book of John. All right. You can send me on another mission. Okay. No, I see think if I can find it. Jesus says that he is a man. Because I'm a man. And that is diabolically opposed to what the Most High has said in Numbers when he says, I am not a A human. That's right. And when he says, I'm not a human, uh, he's making a statement that he ain't never going to be one. That's right. Now, we use the terminology he only only to express, but the spirit doesn't have a gender. That's right. And that's what I should have followed up with by saying that because our Hebraic text doesn't, we use he, and I want to almost say that it's it's easiest for us to say he because in, in Shemot chapter 4, verse, what, 20 through 22, it says that Hebrew Israel is my firstborn. So if we look at texts like that, we can say, okay, well, it's it's it, we can put it in that vernacular, but it is a power. We don't, yeah. it, it is not a color. Not a color. It's not, it's not a person. Not a person. It is a, a power. A power. The thing that binds everything together in the world that you experience in a reality that keeps the sun where it is, that keeps the stars where they are. That is a absolute power. Which I refer to as the absolute all-existent spirit. Right. Which is That far, absolute yeah. all-existent spirit can never, never, never appear in human flesh. Right. Right. Even like you said so eloquently, I'm going to keep using that word because I like it. Eloquent, eloquent, eloquent. <laughs> when Moshe went to go see most the most high, high, he would have said, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You, <laughs> you, you, can't, you, you, you can't handle it. You can't, you can't handle me. So now, 
I, I gotta, I, we gotta talk about land. See, that, that's what I'm saying, because I was so, gonna get on some other stuff. Well, well, the question becomes one. So, why is it that man wants to reduce the absolute all-existent spirit to a diminished form as he is? Mm-hmm. Control. Control. I can make you. I can carve you. I can I can idolize you. I have control over you. See, when you're dealing with the all-existent one, you can't control that. No. And so when the Most High speaks and cracks the sky open, there's nothing you can do about that. No. See, I can go chop down... Your, your, your cross or whatever you decide or your idol that you pray to, them little kitties with the, you walk into the store and they have the little kitties in there, whatever you decide to pray to at the end of the day, it's about control. And I'm God. Yeah, right. I have control over it. Okay. Anyway, let's get to it. I mean, we, got, we, have, we have so much to talk about. Now. The prize, the land. Psalms. Yes. 115, verse 16. I'm going to repeat it again. Heaven, Shamayim, belongs to Yahweh, but the Eretz, earth, he has given to humankind. Earth is my throne. I mean, heaven is my throne, and earth is his footstool. Now, once again, uh, you might want to run out and get your scriptures because we're going to do, I'm going to do a lot of reading tonight. Okay. So all of you listening to this podcast, go, go, go get your scriptures. Cause I, I, I want you to, I want you to, 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 uh, to understand where I'm coming from. All right. In our last podcast, we talked about the aspects of the land and how the nation of Hebrew Israel, uh, acquired it and, why we are not in it now. Mm. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, we summarized where the land is and what condition it is until the Hebrew nation is redeemed back into the land in the Messianic era. Now, let me stop there for a minute. Okay. I, I mentioned something that's strange to the ear of the majority of quote, quote, religious people, and let's remind, let's remind our audience of something. Okay. Being Hebraic does not make you religious. We're not religious. It's a lifestyle, this is, yeah. this, this is not a religion. This is a way of life. Right. It's a lifestyle. Right. There's nothing about this. Now, the fact, that, the fact that we're dealing with and talking about matters that are, that are brought to bear by the absolute all-existent one, which is a spirit, constitutes that the text and the issues around it, they are spiritual because they come from him. Mm -hmm. But other than that, instead of, in, 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 in light of being, quote, quote, spiritual in the norm, that spirituality or spiritual is in the mind of where people are. That's, that's not what this is. Okay. So I mentioned something. All right. Messianic era. Ah, okay. I would wager that 
I'll give them 2%. 2? 2%. Wow, that's generous. I will wager that 98% of Christendom does not have a clue what the Messianic era is all about. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the the reason that's the case is because their thought process is always matriculating to heaven. The Messianic era has nothing to do with heaven. Correct. It has to do with land. That's a great point. Great point. And I would wager Mm -hmm. 100% (laughs) that there is no Christian teaching on the Messianic era. And if it is, it's probably in error. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not... Not E R A, but E R R. Yeah, because they're, error. Right, they're gonna, or they're going to taint it yeah. somehow with yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. Yeah. So, as we talk about scripture text here, I want to go to Psalms. I'm going to open up today in Psalms, the Helium chapter 37, verses nine through eleven, and I want you to hear what the king, David, is saying. 37. Under the auspices of the Ruach. We're starting at the top. Okay, 37. For evildoers will be cut off, but those hoping in Yahweh will inherit land. I want you to underline, those mm. that are hope in Yahweh will inherit land. Soon the wicked will be no more. When is that? Hmm. Messianic error. You will look for his place and he won't be there, but the meek, now now this, this text right here is written over in Matthew in the narrative that's called the Beatitudes. Hmm. The meek will inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. So you mean they took that too? Yeah, they took. Oh, they oh. they they did they did a masterful job on cut and paste. Wow. Oh, they cut they 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 did cut and paste before we <laughs> knew cut and paste even existed. Turn now, around and made it their own. Now, mm. hear what the text says. The text says, "Those hoping in Yahweh will inherit land. The meek will inherit land." and delight themselves in abundant peace. Yeah. Okay? That's not now. That's germane to the messianic error. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that as we continue to move on. Mm-hmm. Psalms 37, 22, the helium. For those blessed by Yahweh will mm-hmm. inherit the land. See, see, so you see, there. The king is always talking about inheriting land. There's no conversation about inheriting heaven. Correct. It's always land. Mm -hmm. Psalms 37, 29 says, says the righteous. Now, now we're going to, now we're going to be more specific. The righteous will inherit the land and live in it forever. Mm -hmm. Now, Psalms 37 and 29 is connected to Zechariah chapter 13. 
But you wouldn't know what Zechariah chapter 13 or 14 says when the Most High talks about that I am going to bring one-third hmm. through the fire, and you're going to be tested. Mm -hmm. And that one-third is going to inherit the land forever, which happens to arrive in a day mm -hmm. that, once again, the Christian church doesn't have a clue about because mm -hmm. they don't know that the Most High has eight days. But the eighth day in Hebrew, in Hebrew narrative is the day of new beginnings. Mm -hmm. We happen to be living in the sixth day, which is the day of grace, which is going to be, uh, which is going to be followed by the seventh day, which is the messianic era coming out of the messianic era into eternal life, mm -hmm. which is the eighth day that Zechariah talks about. So, okay, let me stop you. I got to do a plug real quick. Okay. Cause if this is all what you're hearing, those of you that are listening to the podcast are intrigued by this. There is an excellent book that's out on Amazon. It's called in defense of the Messiah. You do. It's written by who Robert B. Holman Jr. Do you know him? <laughs> did, did I write this in the book? This ain't in the book, is it? It's all in the book. Oh, so my yeah, goodness. go to Amazon, pick up the book. This is explained in depth if you are intrigued by this. And you should know this. This is kind of some foundational things because it supports what you're saying yeah. about in, uh, those yeah. that are going to be able to inherit the yeah. land. You got to understand yeah. these dispensations of time. So, that so you're understand about. the language. The righteous will inherit the land and live in it forever. Mm -hmm. Now, if the Most High has inspired the kingdom right to, to, to utter these words, my question to you all is, how do you define forever? Hmm. That should be pretty obvious, but... <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're going to inherit the land and live in it forever. Well... We're not in the land right now. And there's a reason why we're not in That's the land correct. right now. Yes. Your ancestors wanted to be like the other nations, just like they offspring children do today. Want to be like everybody else. That's right. You want to wear your hair like them. You want to act conk like your them. hair, make it straight like them. Mm -hmm. You want to look like them. You want to act like them. Right. Now, I realize it's beneficial for us in this exile to be able to talk like them because mm -hmm. we need a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to assimilate a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. bit. But, there's, but, 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 there's, but there's a limit to that. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the idea of worship mm -hmm. and the idea of understanding your relationship with the most high and understand why we're not in the land and enjoying this pleasantry that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's because our ancestors went after other powers and other Elohim yes. and they abandoned what we what we continue to talk about is the significant importance of following the most high's mitzvot, his laws yep. and his regulations and his instructions. Yep. This they chose not to do that. Yep. They abdicated the, the so, the, so, so, uh, in the words of uh, of um, of um, D. L. Hughley, D. L. All right, what in one saying? of his in one of his uh, comic comic routines, routines. Okay, he said they messed it up for everyone. Oh yeah, for all of you messed it up for all of us. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now when we read 
the book of Bamidbar, which is Numbers. If you read the book of Numbers, you think because it opens with all of the narrative about all of the names that all that list of names, all yep. that list of names doesn't doesn't mean anything to anybody outside of a Hebraic person. Mm-hmm. We understand the names right. and why they're there. Mm-hmm. You think that the book of Numbers is boring. That's right. But the book of Numbers is all about the land. That's right. And its greatness. That's right. And how great the land is. That's right. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast where we talked about how great the nation of Hebrew Israel is and and how the dynasty of Hebrew Israel is, even in exile, let alone when we were all together on one accord with the Most High in the land. Right. And how if you thought that that podcast was good, let me tell you how great the land is that belongs to you. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. You need a seatbelt over there? Okay, you get ready to come out that chair. See, see, listen, y'all, y'all might want to want to <laughs> tune in to our to our premium channel uh, as soon as we get it up, so you can see all these motions all that, these, that, these, yeah. that I that I go through and and talking about uh, talking about stuff. We in this exile are arguing with the nation of our exile about reparations. That is true. We are doing it. And we're arguing about the land that y'all took from us. Hmm. Can I tell you something? The land that the Most High has given to Hebrew Israel, Mm -hmm. when he gets ready to bring us back, there is no government. There ain't gonna be no parliament. There ain't gonna be no United Nations meeting. There ain't gonna be no discussion about the Father's land when he gets ready to bring us back to it and place us in it. That's right. Yeah. And guess what? I I I know I knows how to talk. Okay? But ain't gonna be no war about it either. That's right. Now, let's get Stay on. Stay tuned. So, so Bamidbar numbers. When you read numbers, you should read numbers and read all about how how beautiful and how flourished the land was before our ancestors messed up. Correct. Now, you have to go in and you have to read the prophets, mm. particularly uh, Ezekiel. Uh, is one of them. Uh, Jeremiah, who also uh, contributes to, but Ezekiel more than any of them, contributes to the idea and gives us a picture of what the land is going to look like when we're redeemed back into it and the third temple is built. Hmm. That land that you talked about that's laying desolate and foul today, Mm -hmm. it will it will spring to life, it will be vibrant, Mm -hmm. it will be green, it will flourish, and it will flow with the abundance that it once had when our ancestors were in harmony with the Most High and living in it. Right. So you need to read, you need to go read numbers. Now. Can I say something real quick? Sure. 
man, because you on a roll and Show. and and <laughs> this is one of the things that I enjoyed about being he break is because it's the specificity that the most high it's has. Not this pony. <laughs> Because while we were over across the street, there's very little information about, let's just play out the narrative real quick, okay? What do you know about heaven? You going up there to do what? You have no clue what you're gonna be doing other than those anecdotal songs that you sing about walking around all day on gold streets and it's got the pearly gates. Okay, that's great, but- We, we gonna walk around <laughs> heaven all day. Last time I checked, people that walk around all day that do nothing are actually homeless. And, but <laughs> but um, I, I'm not going to go there. But the issue is, is that in specificity, you just, again, there's my word again, eloquent. Lee said through the prophets that we have a clear depiction and description of where we're going, what it's going to be like. You have some, what, we build our faith and those types of things because they're quantifiable. they're quantifiable. We can we can say, okay, I'm not in a quandary now about where I'm going to be. I know what it's going to look like and I know what to expect because the Most High has given me that clear picture. Now, yeah. I, again, weigh what you know. Yeah. What do you know about going up into the sky versus something that's tangible yeah. here yeah. that you can go and you're saying we're going to matriculate into and have wealth we're going to have estates. We're going to have all this community amongst our people and live in harmony with the Most High. That's quantitative and that's definitive and that is specific. Now, let me do a little side, a little, a little, a little side slide here. Okay. Did you all not read in the fictitious book called <laughs> Revelations <laughs> that? Yochanan said he saw a new heaven and a new earth descending out of heaven into the Eretz. So if this new heaven and this new earth is descending into the Eretz, doesn't that tell you that you're not going to be in heaven? Because you're not descending back down in the, with, with what the Most High is make if he was going to make this, which he's not. Right, correct. See, that's all confusing. I mean, I looked and I saw there was a new heaven and a new earth, and it was descending out of the Shemaim into the earth. Right. So now, so now what you're telling me, and what you're telling me is the Most High is going to take everybody that he's taken to heaven, he's got to slide them off somewhere and pocket them till he gets this new heaven and new earth together, Send it back down to the earth and then drop you all in it. And if he and if he does that, if that were true, guess where you gonna be? On earth. You're gonna be on land in uh, land on earth. earth. If that were true. It's not true. That's as fictitious. That's as fictitious as going to a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Not real. Now, let's talk about this land. Okay. Numbers by Midbar, chapter 14, verse 8. We're going to talk about the land a little bit. If Yahweh is pleased with us, Mashe says, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, y'all have heard that message. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, quite yeah, a few you, times. You've heard that message. I mean, I mean, Christianity goes over and it gets that gets that message and 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 what's the name they're talking about? Beulah land, oh Beulah land. What, what you talking about? You talking about? He talking about this land here in Canaan. Okay. Numbers fourteen and nine. Just don't rebel against Yahweh and don't be afraid of the people living in the land. Will eat them up. The land will eat them up. Their defense has been taken away from them. Yahweh is with us. Don't be afraid of them. So the Most High, once again, he's given us land that is occupied by some individuals that Mashe sent out a group of people to look for, and they came back afraid. Very afraid. At least and 10, cost, 10, 10 out of 12 of them Came did. back afraid and cost and cost our right. ancestors an additional 40 years wandering eight miles from the promised land. They couldn't even hear the water running. Sure couldn't. Man. Eight it, miles. Eight miles. Eight. They were eight miles from the promised land and spent 40 years and couldn't get there. Yeah, which is a really simple concept to kind of understand is that literally, you know, if you can't even... Eight miles! Yeah, you can't even uh, trust me to deliver you into this land, then we need to go uh, practice for 40 years and figure this thing out before you get in there because you obviously are not ready. Now, understand that this land that we're going to matriculate back to that the Most High's promise, and I'm going to read to you the promise, but not if that. I probably won't get to it this week, this in this part, but I'm, I'm going to read to you the promises that the Most High's made about it, about mm -hmm. our getting back to it. But, but here's what he says. The land is an inheritance to the Hebrew nation according to families. Now we got to read Numbers by number 3354. There you go. There's your purpose for Numbers. You will inherit the land by a lot according to your families, you are to give more land to the larger families and less to the smaller ones. Whenever the lot falls on any particular person, that will be his property. You will inherit according to the tribes of your ancestors. So in the Messianic era, when we are brought back to the land, what the Most High has set up for our ancestors in Scripture text, because, oh, He's the same yesterday and today, today and, and forever. What he's done in the past, he will we'll do repeat the... and do again. Mm -hmm. So this land that we're going to go back to, we will fall. Now I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna do a disclaimer here. Okay. All right. This is me talking now. All right. But. The realistic aspect of it is very, very, very possible. Mm -hmm. When we are matriculated back to the land, we will be matriculated back into the inherited land of our families. Huh? I like that. Because this is the way it happened here. Mm -hmm. So as it was in the beginning, it shall be the same in the end. Mm -hmm. Now, Dabarim chapter 1, verse 8. That's Deuteronomy. I have set the land before you. 
Now, this is what he told our ancestors. Go in and take possession of the land Yahweh swore to give to your ancestors. Who? Oh, Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and their descendants after them. Mm -hmm. Abraham is melanated. Yitzchak is melanated. Yaakov is melanated. And the descendants after them are melanated. They are not oxenized European white folks. They're melanated brown-skinned people. people. Okay. And the Most High gave us brown-skinned people a land that flows with milk and honey. Okay, and now it's, it's been said. And it's in text. There you go. Now, now we have to get into something that sets, that sets things in motion to be, un, to be able to understand why things are the way they are today. Devarim, one of my most favorite ah. readings of all readings since I started teaching mitzvahs, chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Now, Yisrael, listen to the laws and rulings I am teaching you, this is Mashe talking to them, mm -hmm. in order to follow them so that you will live. Mm -hmm. Oh, so the laws and rulings that the Mashe, that the Most High gave Mashe to give to Israel is all about life, not death, mm -hmm. living. Mm -hmm. Then you will go in, take possession of the land that Yahweh, the Elohim of your fathers, is giving you in order to obey the misfos of Yahweh, your Elohim, which I'm giving you, do not add to what I'm saying and do, do not, not subtract do not from subtract it. Subtract from it. Now, we got land. He's given it to us. He gave it to our ancestors. We're going to get it mm -hmm. again. But the condition is, is that we must obey his mitzvah. Now, you're not staying, look, if you can't live by the, if your daddy and your mama in this world kicks you out of the house because you're stubborn, stiff-necked, rebellious, and won't follow the rules of the house, what do you think the Most High is going to do? The exact same, if not more. Well, that's where we are now. When we matriculate back to the land, it won't be that way. Mm. You just cease to exist. That's right. Be cut off. Just cease to exist. Now, Devarim chapter 11, verse 12. This is very, very important what I'm going to read right now, okay? Verse 12. It is a land Yahweh your Elohim cares for. Mm. Underline that in your scripture. He cares for the land. Watch this now. The eyes of Yahweh your Elohim are always on it mm -hmm. from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Mm. And that is in play right now, even though the land 
is laying fallow and desolate. Text says that his eyes are always on the land. It belongs to him. Mm-hmm. He told you in text, the land belongs to me. You cannot sell it. You can't give it to anybody. I'm giving it to you in perpetuity to be able to live on it. It belongs to me. You are my firstborn son. Right. The birthright and the inheritance always goes to the firstborn, firstborn son. Correct. Israel is the firstborn son of the Most High. I'm sorry, the guy across the street can't testify to that because he's not the firstborn son unless he is part of Hebrew Israel as a nation. But ain't no one man the Most High right, Son. Right. The nation of Israel is the Most High Son. That's what he says mm-hmm. in the book of Shemot when he told Mashe, go tell Paro to let my firstborn yeah, son Israel go. Yep. Shemot chapter four. Yeah. Go tell Paro to let my firstborn born son Israel go. Mm-hmm. It's in yo it's in yo Greek text. Shemot chapter four twenty or twenty and four. It's uh chapter four, uh in between twenty and twenty two. Yes, yes. You can go read that. He tell you who his son is. Mm-hmm. On that note. Yes, sir. Uh about every man knows who his son is. Sure. Unless he had a son by baby mama, and baby mama didn't tell him he had a son. That's correct. But if the son has come about, come about by a good relationship, mm-hmm. every daddy know who his son is. Sure. So the Most High ought to know who his son, son is. is. All right. Sure. Now, 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 Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 36, Deuteronomy. <laughs> this is what this is what's what's going on. Yahweh will bring you and your king you have put over yourselves to a nation you have not known, neither you nor your ancestors, period. That answers the question as to why the opulent nation that had everything going for them is in this diaspora, which we call an exile, diaspored into the United States, diaspored into, um, come on, come on, come, into Brazil, well, uh, diaspored into other nations that, that are along the transatlantic slave uh, coast getting to this nation where our ancestors were dropped off at. True. Okay? Okay. This is why. This is why. And there you will serve other gods. The optimal word is gods. Don't worry about made of wood and stone, other gods. Mm-hmm. That's gods means powers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's in lowercase, which right. means that they're not supreme. It's correct. Deuteronomy chapter 30, 28, 37. And you will and you will be so devastated as to become a proverb and a laughingstock among all the peoples to which Yahweh will drive you. Now you're speaking, that's prophecy right there, because that's exactly what's happening right now. Understand something. Understand right something. Now. We're not in the land. 
we're going back to the land. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get in your mind the difference between where we are and where we're supposed to be. Correct. In this land, in these nations, we are a laughing stock mm-hmm. and a proverb. That's right. No one takes you seriously. They take other nations more serious than you. Let you and that other nation come in there. Now, they'll look at them first. Now, don't get it twisted. I want you to understand something, y'all. Please, 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 please. I don't care how many billions of dollars you have in this nation. You're always going to be black and you're always going to be hated and a laughing stock. That's right. I mean... There's only so far you can, they'll allow you to now, go. Now, 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 some people are going to like you, but the majority of, why, why would, why would a white reporter who don't make as much, I'm, 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 I, I can speak properly, I just feel like going here, who don't make as much money money as LeBron James, tell him to shut up and dribble. That's disrespectful. That sure is. She, he make more money than she do. That's right. But he black. Mm-hmm. So she felt like she could get away with that. That's right. That's that spirit of entitlement. And on a side note, he took that little comment, made a sitcom out of it, and thank you kindly, he's making some more money. More money Mm-mm. off of her comment. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So, in this exile nation that we're living in, not in the land that flows with milk and honey, where we had everything, we had the we had the opulent spirit that was in control and rule and gave us everything we needed. Mm-hmm. We no longer have that. Correct. Now, Deuteronomy chapter thirty, verses one through five. Hmm. Here it is. Thirty one through five. Here it is. Here it comes. And I need you all to get this because I need you all to, I need you to read this. I need you to know this. When the time arrives that all these things have come upon you, both blessing and the curse. Now, remember, remember, I told you that you have to go back up into Vaikra and you have to read begin reading in the book of Vaikra uh, where the Most High talks about all of the things that will happen to you if you and I don't listen to him. Mm -hmm. And then seven times, and then seven times. Read Vaikra, because he, he, that's Leviticus, because he talks talks to you about this. And he talks about you in Vaikra chapter 18. He said, do not make yourselves unclean by these things because all the nations which I am expelling ahead of you are defiled by them. The land has become unclean. Mm-hmm. So right now the land is unclean because of what has transpired. Correct. But now listen to this, okay? So when the time arrives that all these things have come up on you, both blessing and the curse which I have presented to you, and you are there among the nations to which Yahweh your Elohim has driven you, then at last you will start thinking about what has happened to you, period. Wow. There is a problem. 
Wow. There's a problem. There's wow. A problem. There's a problem. You know what the problem is? Wow. You know what the problem is? You know what the problem is? I'm st- I'm I'm tripping off of something else. Go go ahead. You know what the problem is? Mm-hmm. Nobody's thinking about what has happened to them, and if they are, they haven't put it into the proper narrative to understand what's happened to them, why, and what to do about it. Because he's getting ready to tell you what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. This- now, what's your point? It, it the issue is is that look at how long ago this was written the most high spoke to his servant moshe and gave him this word to say to generations that were not there with him knowing what was going to happen this is pure prophecy this is pure this is how we validate the most high, because if you can read something that's in text and look at it and say, this is a happening as we speak right now, this is not something that is not tangible. This is not something that is, is something in the air that we're making up and spiritualizing. The text is very emphatic when it says what matter of fact, I even got to read it for myself again. It says when the time arrives that all these things have come upon you, what things all these curses, you don't know what those curses are because you don't re- you're not reading the text. But once you figure that out, both the blessings and the curse, which I have presented to you today, and all, I'm sorry, and you are there among the nations. Where are we at? Among the nations. Wow. To which Yahweh, your Elohim, has driven you. Then at last you will start thinking about what has happened to you. That is exactly where we are right now. Yeah, if and that don't talk, speak uh, volumes and a to similar what he's common, knows, talking about. Yeah, then. and there's a similar comment in text, which is the appearance. So now we're going to a new thought oh, along man. with that. And now watch this. Watch this now. And you will return to Yahweh, your Elohim, and pay attention to what he has said, which will be exactly what I'm ordering you to do today. Okay. Mm. Now, now. That's cold blooded. Now, now. Listen. He's talking prophecy. Yeah. Now, now, but 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 here's the problem. Here's the problem. He says, "You will think about it, and you will return to Yahweh your Elohim." Now, let's talk about the re- how does how does a person return one? Uh, you have been doing a study in the book of Shaftim. Yes, Judges. The book of Judges, mm-hmm. which I call the roller coaster book, where Israel repents, then she sins, repents, sins, repents, sins, and is overtaken by all these evil nations that mm-hmm. drive her to the point where she has to repent. Now let's 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 talk about this for a minute. All right. Let's talk about this back. You'll think about it and you will return. Okay? Mm-hmm. Return. Now, you all are thinking about returning in the context of repentance. Teshuvah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's true. However, What's the action in terms of how the Most High receives it 
in which that he hears and he comes down and does something about it. What's the action? Putting it into practice and put, doing the mitzvot. Put, oh, so here's what it's about. You can't just say, oh, I'm sorry. God, deliver me, help me. No. What repentance is to the Most High is, once again, getting back to the idea that his mitzvot, his rulings, and his instructions, and your turning back to them is what he sees in your heart by which he assimilates, I heard a cry, mm -hmm. or I saw you in anguish, and now I'm coming down to deliver you because you're demonstrating, right? you're demonstrating to me that you're in a state of wanting to change and you are changing. So listen to the text. And you will return to Yahweh, pay attention to what he said. What did he say? He told you earlier in, in chapter 4, obey the mitzvot, instructions, and rulings so that you can live long in the land. That's what he said. Now you're paying attention to them. Right. Which will be exactly what I'm ordering you today. And you and your children, with all your heart and all your being, has to do this. At that point... Yahweh, your Elohim, will reverse your exile and show you mercy, period, period. So, so now he's telling us, he's telling us you the, the conditions that's going to get us out of this exile and back to the land. It's getting back. It's in, right there. Getting back into when, those midst, folks. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 At that point, what? When you to return Pay attention to what he says. At that point, Yahweh, your Elohim, will reverse your exile and show you mercy. Yahweh will reverse your exile and show you mercy. We can get up out of these nations and quit being treated like, like doggy doo-doo and horse dung and get someplace where we are an opulent dynasty under the rule of the most high and i dare any nation any nation the most High said and if you even think about it right in ezekiel right i'll cause your eye sockets to melt in your head and you'll drop dead where you, you are saying? and it's going to take hebrew israel seven months to clean you up bury you and get you off and get you somewhere off my land where my land can wow. be clean again see you know what here, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, hold it, hold it. You're rolling. Okay, no, 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 take it, take it. I'm passing the ball back. No, no, hold your point. Listen, listen, listen. I want you to get this. Hold your point. All right, listen, all right. I want you to get this. Get this. You will return to Yahweh, pay attention to what he says. He will reverse your exile. I want you to get this. He will reverse mm. your exile and show you mercy. He will return and gather you from all the peoples which Yahweh your Elohim scattered you. If one of you was scattered to the far end of the sky, Yahweh your Elohim will gather you even from there. He will go there and get you. Yahweh will bring you back to the land, land of your ancestors possessed and you will possess it. He will make you prosper there and you will become even more numerous than your ancestors. And I'm through. Wow.
Now, see, and your point was, and the, and the issue is, is that let's put a let's put an exclamation point on that because that's not is were you saying all that? No, was, that's that's the coming straight out of text, right? I ask you all to open your scriptures and, and read, read along with me. Okay, so here's here's what this is why, and I love. I'm sitting over here watching you. You're so animated with this because it's, it's it's a beautiful thing, but. The issue that why we're so animated about this and trying to get Hebrew Israel to return is because of the diabolical issue that's been put in place as a roadblock to make you not return. What is the one thing that rings reads out, rings out with all that? Is that these mitzvotes are done away with. You don't have to do them anymore, which I want to analyze that for just one second. Just one second. Let's look about think about this a different way. Because whoever is telling you that is under the assumption that you used to do them. How can you do away with something and make that statement? Okay, that's like saying, okay, I'm here in the United States and somebody comes up to me and says, you don't have to do the laws that are written in the United States anymore. That's under the auspices of the fact that I was doing them, okay? Most people across the street seem to believe that that 10 that's over there are all the ones that they are because they're not being taught the mitzvot themselves. Even the statement and saying that they've been done away with assumes that you know what they are, which is, which is kind of an egregious thing. That's how confused people are about this whole entire thing because you don't know them. And that's... For me, that's very, very cathartic to kind of elaborate on and, and, uh, and understand that the level of the diabolicalness in the subtlety and the simpleness of that statement is keeping our people in bondage. Because at least if you're going to be a decent person and tell somebody that they've been done away with, at least teach them what has been done away with. You're not even doing that. You're just making a blanket statement saying, okay, they've just been done away with. You don't even know what they are. Oh, but there's a problem. Okay. There's a problem. There's a problem. W.E. Vines mm -hmm. Expository Dictionary. Oh, Brother Vines. <laughs> He writes and says that we are no you're no longer under the law because the fruit of the spirit has has exempted them. But when you look up in W. E. Vines and you look up the word lawlessness mm -hmm. and you go to first or second John mm -hmm. where he says that the person who commits sin is lawless that's right if the person who commits sin is lawless, he's lawless in terms of what law? Great point. And what that, law what law is in play that mm -hmm. he is in sin to? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember 
but I'll get to it. <laughs> I'm in the process of, as you know, I'm in process of writing the third book, which shouldn't take me long to get done, which is called third or second. No, the third one. The second one. The second one is, uh, a what about my people? Right, right, right. That one's that one's on hold. Oh, okay. Okay. This one here is preempting it because this one here, misvotes for Hebrews in exile, pre preempts that one because the third one is the most important one for Hebrews to know. Mm. If we're going to live in exile and if we're going to be Hebrews, then we need to know what the misvotes are that we need to be, that need to apply to our lives in this exile. Yeah, it's very true, very true. And in that writing, I'm going to show what the Greeks have said mm -hmm. about the law of Moses mm. and how we're supposed to be following it. It's over in their text. Oh. So it's kind of, as, as, as the Indian said about the white man, <laughs> you speak with forked tongue. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, speaking you're speaking out of two sides of your, your mouth. mouth. Yeah. One mouth you say we're not, the other mouth you say we are. So your text, the Greek text, says and it and it and it speaks about the law of Mashe mm -hmm. being in play. Mm-hmm. Now, let's 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 wrap this up. All right. I've I've tried to show you by text that the land is opulent, the mm. land is great. I've tried to show you in text that the Most High has told us as we closed out this evening in Davarim that he's gonna bring us back from all the places from wherever Hebrew Israel is back to land. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say I'm bringing you to heaven, back to land. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to ask you another question that's written in the book of Yeshayahu. Okay. The prophet Yeshayahu asked a question, whose report shall, shall we believe? believe? Yeah. Are we going to believe the report of the absolute, all-existent one, El, the mm -hmm. mighty one, or are we going to listen to Eurocentric, I, mean, I got to say it, white folks mm -hmm. who have us enslaved into their Greek document mm. and our, our heads are so far up the nasty part of the body mm -hmm. that we can't get our heads out. Right. Just stuck. Yeah. And guess what? That place where our heads is stinks to the high heaven. Yep. I'm going to leave you with that tonight. Wow. Would you put some stank on it at the end, huh? I'm going to leave you with that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. Shalom. Shalom.